Hey, welcome back to another Rising Star podcast today. Okay, as you can see, we are doing Rising Star live from Puerto Rico. We're at the Wyndham Grand Rio Mar here in Puerto Rico for Power Players. If you're not a part of Power Players yet, you definitely got to check it out. Go to CodyAskins.com, check out Power Players. It's a private group. We're capping it at 100 members, but it's high-level people, six and seven, eight-figure earners. They really want to collaborate. They want to learn from one another. They want to be a part of a community. They want to be a part of a network, and they really want to do something special in the space. And so I'm excited about this um, in Puerto Rico for Power Players, and it's going to be a blast. We got some surprises planned, um, something wild planned on the way to dinner one night. Uh, we also have a surprise guest speaker coming in. We've got a whole surprise list over the next several days. We're also launching and releasing a brand new 8% speaker as a total surprise um, that we're going to be launching and releasing two power players. So they get like inside scoops. They get more access to us. They get to hang out for a few days. They get to do some really cool stuff, which I love. Okay. So um, as I promised, we were going through the book for Rising Star Podcast. Also, right after this Rising Star Podcast, I'm going to be interviewing Casey Peterson and Lee Wilson for Power Player Podcast from Idaho Falls, Idaho. And it's going to be a cage match probably, okay? You never know what's going to go down when you get these two in a room together, okay? Um, so I, as I promised, I'm doing the audio for the book. So I'm going to read through Chapter 3 really quick. Um, chapter 3, we've already run through Chapter 1 and 2, and then I released a Rising Star Podcast last week with uh, Ashton, right, Dylan? Ashton Delango Lunday was our last episode, um, and now we're back to the book. Chapter 2 started on page 19. Chapter 3, which is also pretty short, um, starts on page 25. Okay, so chapter three is on handling objections. If you can handle objections, and I know you can, you will become unstoppable. Here's how to do it in five minutes. A lot of objections are human nature. Think about it. You walk into Best Buy, and when the salesperson asks what you're looking for, or if they need help, or if you can help them find anything, what do you say? No, I'm just looking, or I'm just shopping. It is human nature to say no or give an objection, even when you don't really mean it. Here's another example. Whenever I ask my wife, hey, babe, where do you want to go to dinner? What do you think she says? Ah, uh, no, or I don't know, or I'm not sure. Well, okay, babe, if you had to choose one place to go for dinner tonight, where would you go? This is something I use all the time. I agree or acknowledge the objection and then redirect the conversation by asking the right question. These are two of the three A's you should use when handling objections. Let's talk about all three in more detail. Three A's to handling objections. Agree. First A, psychology tells us that people will give an objection early in a call or in an interaction. It is how we are wired. When someone gives you an objection, they do not mean the objection they are giving you. In sales, when we hear an objection, most of us are trained to hammer them with the information, but that's disagreeable. It's combative. It challenges them. And the number one rule of sales is to agree. Think about it. What's the best way to de-escalate a situation or a conflict in anything? Agree. My wife and I will be fighting and I'll say, you know what, babe? You're right. She'll say, you know, I wish you would stop agreeing with me. I thought that's what you wanted me to do, right? Be agreeable. It de-escalates and allows you to move on, and it works in all situations, by the way. Answer, second A. After you've agreed with the objection, you want to answer the objection. Here's a common conversation you'll hear. Prospect, hey, I don't know that I can qualify. I'm in bad health. Agent, I understand. And hey, thank you so much for sharing that. This program is actually meant for people that are not in great health. You have agreed with their objection by saying that you understand and that you thank them for sharing the information. Then you are answering their objection by stating the program is meant for them. Once you answer their objection, the objection that they thought they had goes away. It just disappears. But you cannot forget to follow it up with the right questions. 
which is the third A, ask. The psychology is if I don't want to, if I don't finish with a question and I just agree and answer, then they're going to restate their original objection or they're going to hang up. But if I finish with a question, I must reassume and control of the call. I'm trying to get back on script and trying to proceed down the finish line. You should never respond to a fake objection or a real objection. If you believe those exist fin without finishing with a question, then agree, answer, and ask. Okay, let's go through a few real life situations. So you can see how to handle objections. Okay, Joplin, Missouri. I used this at an appointment in Joplin, Missouri years ago. I said, sir, do you know where your life insurance policy is? Like everyone, it's human nature to say no. And I don't know. So he said, I don't know. Some of you would have believed that he didn't know where his policy was. I said something that made zero sense and I still use it to this day. After he said, I don't know, I said, sir, if you knew where your life insurance policy was, where would it be? He said, well, if I knew where it was, it would be in the filing cabinet right over there, pointing across the room. I said, this one? As I walked over and pointed to the filing cabinet, he nodded. Okay, I said, top or bottom drawer? He said, ah, probably the top. Can I open it? He said, yes. I opened the top drawer of the filing cabinet. Guess what was sitting right there on the top drawer? His life insurance policy. But eight seconds before, when I asked him where it was, he said, I don't know. It's human nature to have an objection. In the psychology of cells, the number one thing we dealing with objections is to always agree. Life insurance policy. When I was consulting for an insurance company in New York, they told me their prospects were saying they didn't want to talk about life insurance because it gives them the heebie-jeebies, whatever that means. My response... Excellent. Tell the client, hey, I agree with you. Talking about life insurance gives, gives me the heebie-jeebies too. I hate talking about it. However, with everything going on in the world, you'd be amazed at how many people are trying to qualify for life insurance right now. And I want to make sure we didn't leave you out. So tell me, what do you currently have your, where do you currently have your life insurance with outside of work? Boom. That's agreeing. It's, it's not natural because most salespeople are trained are not trained that way. When someone says, I'm not interested, we respond aggressively. New agents will say, well, what do you mean you're not interested? You don't have enough information to be interested yet. This is our first response because that's how we've been trained when what we should do is agree with them. When they say they, are not, they aren't interested, they show an interest in speaking with you and responding to your call. When they say they don't have any money, homeless people have money, right? Because I give it to them sometimes, right? When they say they already have coverage, that's fantastic. That's awesome. They believe in the product, so they're more likely to talk about it. Now let's pull all of this into practice with common objections you'll hear in the field. Role playing. Every single morning, I have my team train. We role play. I ask each of them, what is the most frequent objection you get? I want one that is so false to begin with. What is the biggest objection you've received? How do you rebuttal the false objections people give you? If you give validity and acknowledge the objection, you're making the objection more real to them. They didn't mean it, right? It's fake. Or as in the book I wrote, it's freaking fake. So we role play back and forth and we put our agents on the spot. We want to make sure they're prepared for when they will, will come face to face with a false objection. If I were role playing with you right now, I would say, hey, I'm busy. I'm going to a meeting. Call me back. Can you call me back? Agent would say, perfect. I'll be very brief. Let me ask you a quick question. Boom. Then instead of pausing, ask a question. Pausing shows a lack of confidence. Like if you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, or you aren't ready for the call. If you ever had say or struggle with what to say, then, you, then you've got to role play every single day. Objections. I'm busy. People don't answer the phone when they're busy. If they were truly busy, they don't have enough time to answer their phone. Here is how the call should go. Prospect, I'm busy. Totally understand. I get it. Everyone is so busy these days. Let me ask you a quick question. I'm not interested. Prospect says, you say, 
I understand. It's my job to simply get you the information since you requested it. Now I'm going to be out in your area on Friday. Should I just drop it off in the morning or in the afternoon? Which is better for you? Prospect says, I'm already insured. My daughter takes care of that. Agent says, excellent. I promise I'll get you the, uh, I promise you'll get to talk to your daughter. So tell me again, how do you spell your last name? Ask the question to get back on track and take control of the conversation. Prospect says, just put it in the mail. Absolutely. Hey, it looks like I'll be out in your way next couple days. I'll bring it with me. Does the morning or afternoon work for you? In that example, you're kind of like mailing it in person. Prospect says, I won't qualify or I don't think I'll qualify. Agent says, hey, I totally understand. A lot of people have that concern. What is it that makes you think you wouldn't qualify? Prospect says, I can't afford it. Agent says, hey, I totally understand that. We have a lot of different payment options. Does 50 a month sound okay or would $40 work better for you? Okay, I'm going into a meeting. You have to call me back. I'm heading into a meeting. You say, agent says, totally understand. I'll be very brief. Let me ask you a quick question. Then ask a question. Voicemail, text, and email as we wrap up chapter three. The following can be applied to leaving a voicemail, sending a text, or an email. You can always use a normal script and leave a voicemail. Just remember to always make it concise and make it simple. Saying something like, hey, Betty, it's Cody. I'm just getting back to you. You request the information. I'm just calling here to give it to you now. I'll be out in your area. Call me back as soon as you can. That's a good voicemail. Or I would say, hey, Betty, getting back to you from your request for the new information. Hey, I've got some great news. I want to give that to you. Call me back as soon as you can. Leave the phone number twice. That's a good news callback, which is phenomenal and gets a lot of callbacks. Good news, quick question. Could also be a quick question call. Hey, Miss Betty, I got your call. I just have one really quick question. Call me back as soon as you possibly can. Leave the phone number twice. If you've called them a bunch of times and you can't get a hold of them, try this fourth variation. Hey, I noticed we haven't heard back from you. No big deal. We went ahead and processed your information. If you have any questions about what we processed, you can call me. Here's our number. Give the phone number twice. That's processing it. And that's good for when you're working the phone. They will panic, most likely, that you're processing the information and they will return your call. Or try this face-to-face option. Hey, Miss Betty, we, have, we haven't heard from you. We're just going to deliver it and drop it off to you. I'll be out in your area in the next couple of days. I'll see you then. If you don't want me to do that, call me. You can see there are a ton of ways to do this. Just remember to keep it simple. Agree, answer, and ask. Agree with whatever their objection is so they know you're on their side. Answer whatever objection they think they they think they have to remove the objection. Then follow up by taking control of the conversation by asking an open-ended question. If you do this, agree, answer, and ask. You'll be able to handle any objection that comes your way. Remember to role-play objections frequently in your office to stay on your A-game. That was chapter three, which went from page 25 to 32. And the book is called Zero to Six Figures. You can grab it on Amazon if you haven't grabbed it yet. We're recording the audio through the Rising Star podcast so we can give some of the audio away for free. And then we're also going to take it and put it into a complete audio book that you can also grab and purchase for like 10 or 20 bucks. Okay, so if you don't have the book, go grab that so you can follow along. It's really the book on how anybody can go from flat broke to earning over six figures every single year. I'm going to go for about three more minutes and then we're going to end this episode of the Rising Star Podcast. A few things I want to share with you, okay? Number one, um, make sure you're grabbing the book. You're reading. You're constantly reading. For whatever reason, I used to tell myself, hey, I don't like to read. I'm not a good reader or whatever. And so I didn't read. And so how you talk to yourself, what you say, what you do is really important. If they say readers are leaders, right, or leaders are readers, either way either way you want to put it, and that the average CEO reads like 50 plus books a year, then guess what? Like, I want to be a good CEO. I also want to be a leader. So I need to read more 
which is what I'm doing and you should too. Okay. Also, if you're not a part of Rising Star, uh, the price is going to go up soon. I can't promise that whenever you hear this later, it'll it'll still only be less than 100 bucks a month as it is right now. But I can tell you, or about a thousand bucks a year, the price is going to go up at some point. We're having a ton of agents are joining that every single day. Rising Star is to where you get access to a private accountability training and coaching call with me every single week. Um, you also get access to our entire CA cell system, which is a, so you get the private Zoom. You also get a private online university. Um, and then you get access to a private secret Facebook group, um, as well as a most likely will continue a two-day workshop in Springfield, Missouri at some point throughout the year. So if you listen to Rising Stars and you like it and you need help, you want accountability, you want some training, some specifics, the Rising Star podcast is for you and it will help you continue to level up in your business. Okay. And then third, um, we're launching something soon, April 5th, and will probably still be available even if you listen to this after April 5th, 2022, but we're launching and releasing a CA all access coaching program, which is if you want private coaching and mentoring from me for an entire 90 days, we'll go deep into certain topics every single week for about 60 to 90 minutes every week. And what we're going to be talking about is scaling, growth, recruiting, hiring, staffing, branding, marketing, um, and really how you can start to grow and scale what you're doing, vision casting, goal setting, team building, etc. And we're going to go through a really, really in-depth private coaching program for that. So if you want access to that, let our team let our team know, or you can go to CodyAskins.com, click on the coaching page, submit your information, and we will talk to you about that program coming up. Um, I am going to be moving into that instead of a lot of one-on-one coaching, simply from a time standpoint. Also, too, if you are in Rising Star and you get really good and start making some money, like I know you will, then guess what? The group that you want to be a part of is Power Players, as I'm about to hang out with Casey Peterson and Lee Wilson. They came all the way from Idaho Falls, Idaho to Puerto Rico because they're a part of Power Players and they want to get to a higher level in their business. And they realize that a community and a network and learning from others and some of the fun, special, surprise, incredible stuff we got planned for the next few days is going to help them see a bigger vision for their life, get new information, which will help their team and their staff and their local company, companies and their local community. And I know that it will do the same for you. So if you haven't heard about that and we'd like to please look more information about that. Okay. So here, as I finish up today, I want to challenge you to get really good at sales. Okay. I was thinking about this this morning. I'm like, okay, what's the progression or the ascension for an agent? It's getting, it's figuring out how to get in front of people. It's getting really good at sales. And then it's an eventually duplicating it through recruiting and scaling. And so before you can ever start to help others, you've personally got to get really good at two things, getting in front of people and sells. And so if we can ever help you, let us know. Thanks for listening to Rising Stars. Grab the book. We'll probably be reading chapter four on the next episode. See you next week.